Welcome to Two Girls, One Film, a brand new podcast brought to you by hosts Lindsay Feng and Annabelle Cohen. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah, I don't Welcome. Want... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Welcome back to our beautiful podcast, Two Girls, One Film. Um, we are a little bit late than usual this week, but, you know, things are going on. Um, you know, what, what, what's what been going on for you, Annabelle? Um, I'm back at school. Boarding school. Back in school. Yeah. How is it? Hey, I don't even know like when exactly you flew back because you. I didn't tell I don't you. Know. It just it just didn't register with me. I I, I flew I think on the seventh. On the seventh. Oh wow! Yeah. Wait, that was like what? Well, that was like five days ago. I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it? Have you started class? I have. I have started class. It's a bit. It's a bit odd because it's very different, like, climate than Hong uh-huh. Kong. Like, first of all, it's colder. And second of all, people have a very different view to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, like, oh, people just... knees on the podcast, anyway. It's, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah, not many people are wearing masks. Um, we're basically oh. not allowed to go into the town that's next to our school. But we have to walk through it to go to sports. So I see people and nobody's wearing masks. Oh, wow. And okay, that's, that's actually it's a bit, concerning. It's a bit, I know, but a lot of people don't wear masks in school either. So, like, if you wear a mask, you look a bit odd, which is quite annoying because really? it is safety. But oh, You know what, though? Um, at my school, well, I'm not going back physically. I'm doing no. virtual school for the fall. So are there lots of people back? Um, yes, actually. To, mm. It's really complicated. They came up with this whole regime, especially since it's, like, especially worse in the U.S. They have to make sure it actually goes smoothly. Um, yeah. Usually our school is 70% boarding, 30% okay. um, day. But this year, you choose either virtual or boarding. There are no day soon. So oh, about 80%, okay. 80% of people are boarding, which means they are over capacity and people are like staying in yeah, like faculty Jesus. houses and masks are required at all times. You can't go to other dorms. You can't leave oh, your better than without a mask. And than my you can't like eat in the dining hall. Like for lunch, you have to order online and they like, you go pick it up and go eat it in your room. And it's all so insane to me because everything is so like dramatic, but also like necessary. But yeah, so that's what surprises me about your school. Because I thought like, oh, like, since it's a boarding school, shouldn't it be like, I don't know, more concerned? But I guess that's different as well. No, I I feel like my school is really... um being lenient which is quite scary because it's mm-hmm. so there's so many people to put in danger wait so are people and, getting like, tested at all no no what like <laughs> basically that's like insane. you come back to school and that's it you just like oh. if you had to do a quarantine you would do a quarantine if you showed symptoms you would get tested but other than that I oh, came really? off a flight. 
from Hong Kong and nothing happened to me. They didn't do anything uh-huh. to me. They didn't even check my temperature or anything. They only checked oh. it in the airport. Oh, wow. I mean, people think that temperature checking is not a good, um, like, precaution. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at least it's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. For right now, I didn't have school on Thursday and Friday because people are, like, moving into school at the moment. And it's, like, all staggered and everyone has to do... Um, COVID testing and it happens yeah, yeah. like everyone has to get tested like every week or something I don't know it's quite insane to every me. week yeah at least for like the earlier days because they have to make sure that no one has it that's how oh like insane everything is yeah oh my you know wow. what I, I wish I were there to see it all but I'm not and it's just like so mm-hmm. many changes but yeah Virtual school has been stressful recently, you know, been, we got right into it, you know, we didn't even do introductions, we just, here's an essay, speak some Spanish, I can barely speak Spanish, I hate Spanish so much, it's my least favorite class, but I'm just gonna get through it this year. I can't speak Spanish, lol. No, I really can't either, like, I'm just sitting there, and my Spanish teacher is going insane, like, she's kind of nice, but she's also scary, she goes... Her Spanish is so fast, and I'm just not getting any of it. Oh, and they're like, fluent. Casting a spell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Off topic. But speaking of casting spells. No. I know you're going to say. <laughs> I've been on TikTok recently. You know, I go on TikTok maybe like once a month. I put my American SIM card in to my Hong Kong phone, and oh. Here I go on TikTok, you know, see what's up for this month. What's going on? What's happening? And this month, I have never, I have never lived such a, such an amazing, fulfilled life as I have this, Mm. this past week on TikTok. It has been nonstop, complete Draco Malfoy feed going on on my For You page. And you know what? It's what I've been waiting for. I'm living for it. Um, what Were you a big Harry Potter stan? Well, no, yes. I want to know. Were you a big Harry Potter stan? Okay. Really? Yes. I, I was never like a diehard, like, oh, like, every, my whole personality is Harry Potter. But, you know, I was into it. I was into it. I watched all the movies. What's your house? read all the books. What, what's my house? Okay. This is a complicated question because I take the test, like, maybe once every two years and it, like, changes. But right now, I think I'm- Are you Ravenclaw? I took, no, I took the, I took the, you guess, you guess. You said Hufflepuff. Oh no, did you not? No, I didn't say Hufflepuff. Griffin, no. No. Slytherin? No, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, that's why I said, yeah, exactly. But I didn't say it, I didn't say it. You you were like, I'm a That's what the test gave me. See, I don't know what to categorize myself into because I don't, I, I'm definitely not like evil. I don't think I'm Slytherin. I don't think I'm like especially brave either. No. I think there needs to be like an what have intermediary. Other times. Um, well, <laughs> I did get Slyther- Sly- Slytherin like two years ago, but I think that's just because <laughs> I wanted when to. you hated everybody. <laughs> yes, probably. I honestly think I did did that on purpose, you know. It, it just was not true. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. what? I think I'm probably closest to Hufflepuff, which is fine because Robert Pattinson. I'm also Hufflepuff. Oh my gosh, cute. 
Robert Pattinson. What else would I be? Yeah, honestly, yeah. But, oh, speaking of Robert Pattinson, um, third time I've said his name, I watched Tenet last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. The new Christopher Nolan movie. It was insane. Like, okay, honestly, like, I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm a stupid person, but sometimes watching <laughs> some movies are just, like, I don't even know how to describe it, okay? Like, it was kind of a violent movie. So the lady mm-hmm. next to me, she was, like, scared the whole time. So, and she came with her boyfriend. And she would always oh. just, like, it wasn't even, like, super, like, scary. There were just, like, some, like, a lot of punches going on. And she would go. Bro, with punches? What? She hides from punches? It, it kind of distracted me a little bit. But, yeah, it was really intense. And I, like, honestly don't even know what happened. Like, I cannot tell you, like, more than three things about the movie that I saw. I, all I can say is I've watched a lot of fan cams about um, Robert Pattinson and Tenet. Uh, oh, yeah. No, on YouTube, there's so many of those, like, Robert Pattinson being... Um, chaotic. Yeah, chaotic. I love him. But yes, um, moving on from this beautiful intro we had, um, today we are talking about The Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. 2016 neo-noir action comedy film directed by Shane Black. Um, so yeah, first to start it off, um, I have watched this movie so many times. I think I first watched this when I was like about 12. On, really? It was, it was like on Netflix and I didn't know what it was, but I just watched it. and like, You're like I oh, it has nice in the title. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on like for the first for about the first like two three watches that I had I just I didn't really understand it at all like, but why did you watch like, it so many times because the first, it was just like interesting to me it was funny you know but I didn't like you know the storyline is kind of complex you know even now it's still sort of hard to grasp but mm. I just always really enjoyed it I think it is hilarious um one of the funniest things I've seen ever i think better than super bad um better than i haven't seen super bad actually super bad is like it's like hailed by a lot of comedy people and yeah. like i think it is funny but it's not like my favorite you know <laughs> michael sarah right next to your face <laughs> sorry michael <sighs> sorry He's so funny to me, honestly. The more I think about him, I've been thinking about Michael Michael Sarah a lot recently because I f- just finished watching Scott Pilgrim. It took me about oh. two months to finish it, and you know what? I, I don't know how it took you two months. It's a very action-packed I think, watch. I think I just wasn't like really in, into it that much, like when I was mm. watching it. And the more like I chopped it off, the the less the interested I was yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. But then I watched the rest of it, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, again, not my favorite, but decent, I will say. Have you watched Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead? Nope. How is it? I haven't watched it either, but you I know it's the same it director, which I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of. Oh, he did um, Baby oh. Driver as well. Edgar Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh my yeah, God. Baby Driver. It makes sense if you think about it. I didn't watch Baby, Baby Driver, Driver sorry. Good. Baby Driver was good. Uh, but yeah, moving back to Nice Guys, what, what was your overall opinion? Um, my, I think the thing that stuck with me the most is what you said about it um, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like basically copyright. Oh, not copyright. Oh yeah, plagiarizing. Uh-huh. Guys. Oh my it's gosh! It's literally like it's like a carbon copy in certain ways, not always, mm-hmm. but in certain ways. It makes it makes so much sense. And also, like I read online that Quentin Tarantino, like he like he says he takes things from movies. Like I don't think plagiarized is the right word but Mm. he like takes ideas from them and then kind of like puts them together but yeah I think I think it's very similar vibes and the whole 1970s um LA sort of situation is very apparent in both of them and like the production design is really similar characters costumes oh my gosh Margaret Qualley yeah you're so right I agree but oh here's here's a little fun fact even though it's set in um 1970s la most of it was filmed in atlanta georgia so yeah little little fun fact there and another fun fact i have um you know that dead guy um sid shattuck next to the tree when he rolled when um ryan rolled down the hill yeah. yeah you know who that was Robert Downey Jr. Mr. Bean. Really? Yes. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. I I didn't realize it, but then I watched I this whole clip again. Yeah, I wonder. But yeah, just a little interesting um, situation. Yeah. But yeah, um, moving on. I guess I just want to say, like, the storyline was, I think... I think it starts off really strong, but admittedly, I think it falls off a little bit later on as you go. You remind me of how it begins. Uh, yes. It starts with basically, um, Ryan Holland March, his character, um, is trying to find, he gets hired by the Misty Mountains, um, oh i wasn't there for the beginning that's why oh yeah you weren't there for the beginning yeah okay basically let me give you a recap misty mountains (laughs) there's this guy it starts in this little boy's house and he has like a porn magazine that um he's like looking at in the middle of the night when his parents are sleeping and then suddenly this car flies down the hill and like crashes through his house and then he and then he goes outside to look at who's in the car and it's Misty Mountains the porn star mm-hmm. and who who is on the porn magazine that he's reading at the moment and yeah. she's like dying and he's looking at her and she's like how do you like my car big boy and then she dies yeah yeah, it was like really abrupt. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you were there for that. But that's no, how it starts. Like that. oh, and but then, does so, that, does that line like allude to the ending? Um, I think so. Yeah, it's just like a whole. See, what I did not realize my first couple viewings was that um, I think the whole like car connection was just really like difficult for me to kind of mm. connect. Like at the end. Like, I realized that the whole car show thing is because um, Amelia is trying to expose her mom for, you know, um, like, I don't know, 
doing illegal things behind the scenes, using her power to help like illegal situations. And she's trying to expose her mom um, and her, she plans to do it during that car show. Yeah. And with her, um, with her car experimental film slash investigative journalist, whatever, that's, that's the goal to expose her through that. And, you know, it just, it just all connects, but it takes a really long time to like get it, you know, it's not, it's not very, it's just so complex that it's like, I think it's a little bit overly complex for like, Mm. you know, regular pea-sized brain people like us, but you know, (laughs) I think, I think it's interesting. Yeah. So that's how it starts. Um, What are some of your favorite parts? between it my favorite parts um i'm I'm refresh oh well obviously we all love the character of the daughter um the funniest Mm -hmm. thing is when she just like snuck in the trunk of her dad's car and was hanging out with all of the like ladies in the like the party and she's just like yeah yeah (laughs) acting like she was like a little young girl old woman young girl (laughs) you know what that was that i think one of the best parts of this movie is that there's some really great like one-liners you know it's hard to kind of like um repeat them all together at the moment (laughs) but one one that you one that um i think of right now is when she was like when she got out of the trunk and she was she said to her dad and stuff dad they're like whores here and stuff and that was so funny to me i don't know it was always one of my favorite lines but there's so many good lines in this and the freaking party is actually so well shot it is such such an 70s house i know right it's an interest sign is so nice Uh uh-huh yeah you know what sucks though about this film it flopped it is so bad in the box office. Yeah. yeah. I think the budget was like 50 million and they only earned like about 60 million off of it. And they were thinking of doing a sequel, but I think because of like the lack of money they made, they're not doing one. It's not getting mm. revamped, which is kind of sad. But yeah, um, the little girl, she is actually Australian. Her name is Gary Rice, yes, she's Australian. She's in Spider Man too. I know. I said that at the at the yeah. viewing we had, and then oh, I oh yeah, realized I was like he was the she was the boy she was a girlfriend of Joseph. Um, is that his name? Um, Joe Batalon. Yes, yes, I think so. I forget that his name in the movie, but yeah, that whole thing was kind of funny. But, yes, great accent on her part, you know. Um, and, yeah, another another part that I really enjoyed was mm-hmm. when they were visiting. Um, who's, whose house was it that was, like, burnt up? Was it um, oh, her boyfriend, boyfriend Dean's? Of, her boyfriend, yeah, of, yes. What's her name? And Amelia. Amelia. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when when they came out and there was that like little boy on his bike that was hilarious that was hilarious and he was like you guys want to 
He's like, you guys want to see my dick? And Ryan was like, no, we don't want to see your dick. And there's like that whole situation before that. But you know what? We won't ruin it for our listeners because these comedic moments best come when you don't see it coming. That's you know? true. But that's a good part from it. That's um, what I think is good about this film. It has a good mix of like um, comedy and like moments where it's like actual, like the, you know how some films are like detective films are really stupid, like, mm-hmm. um, discovery moments you know mm-hmm. like yeah really dumb like it's like oh okay but this was like pretty good and sometimes the dumbness comes from characters themselves instead of the mm-hmm. audience realizing it like when ryan was like trusting that lady because he, uh-huh. well, he was she was attractive that's uh-huh. all that's the only reason he trusted her <laughs> and it just yeah. like brings some comedic element to the film so i think that's mm-hmm. where it succeeds in it I, I wonder why there are comedic elements in this film. I wonder, you know, in this comedy film, I wonder why they have. <laughs> these, I, these I heard points. you say neo something. I didn't hear you say comedy. Did you? Neo noir action comedy film. I actually don't know what neo noir is. I might have to search that up later. But that was in the Google district in the Google description. Oh, oh, wait, hold up. You know what really? we should have done in, in the beginning? We should have given a we should have given a synopsis of all this because people are people listening to this podcast right uh, now. Do you want to do it? Because yeah, sure. Let me search this up real quick. Oh, okay. Well, I know what film noir is. Film noir mm. was like um, a French uh, genre where it was like very like female antagonist and like male detective um, mm-hmm. and then it was characterized by lots of dark shadows and like specific lighting stark black and white mm-hmm. contrast and it says on here um that neo-noir is like the revival of film noir but i don't know really how um apparently it's just like crime films and it oh. adopts like um this similar visual like because it's like it's it's set in not modern times. I guess that's uh-huh. why it's neo noir. I don't really know. That's interesting. I so. I will have to search that up. But yeah, okay, good to know. Um, the synopsis for y'all right now a little bit delayed, but you know, hope this helps. Holland March, played by Ryan Gosling, is. Uh, down on his luck, private eye in 1977, Los Angeles. Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe, is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia, played by Margaret Qualey, mysteriously disappears. Holland, Holland, Healy and Marge soon learn the hard way that some dangerous people are looking for Amelia. Their investigation takes them to dark, it says dot 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 here, so I'm just going to improvise because I don't know where this page is, but basically, you know, a lot of shit happens. Um, They're, they form, they have no, I don't know how to describe it, but a lot of things hit them. They discover things along the way. 
things get more and more intense. They build to a climax and, you know, we, we end yes. up figuring everything out. You know, it's a detective mystery. It's pretty self-explanatory. So, yes, very intriguing. I, yes. <laughs> Do you see what I, I chatted to you? Anyway, I'll talk while, a little bit while you look at that. Um, I think that one thing that's interesting in this film is that there isn't really... Mm, okay, while there are, like, um, gender roles, I'd say that the, like, the characters of Amelia and Misty uh-huh. are quite, like, um, not liberated, but in a sense, like they're not really bound by any societal like like they're not treated like they are any like object even though they are like um prostitutes they Mm -hmm. are themselves also making a change and i think that's like Mm -hmm. it's like not boxing them into one category making them complex characters themselves which is Mm -hmm. good because we don't one side of the female 2d characters Mm -hmm. because that's like useless that's mm-hmm. one thing that i like about this film i agree i agree with that yeah i think the movie did a good job with not being not making all his characters too two-dimensional and like you know a lot of comedy films they don't really go to like this doesn't go too in depth with its characters either but it does have like some sort of like emotional part to it that kind of adds to it and makes it a little bit more personal I would say, so yes, I agree on that. Um, But yeah, kind of another random moment that popped up in my head just now. A really great scene that I loved was the bird scene. Like I, when they were like, um, when they were at the bird protest, um, pollution is killing our birds. That was was so hilarious to me. I don't know, like I feel like a lot of the situations, a lot of the scenarios that were written to the movie were so random. I think that was just, a lot of visual comedy, that one, because mm-hmm. it was everyone was just lying on the ground with mm-hmm. mar- like huge gas masks on. Yeah, it it works so well. It works so well, especially mm-hmm. since if you think about it, the two main characters' last names, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, they're both bird based. So does that have something oh my God, to do what? with it? Is Gosling yeah, bird based? Ryan Gosling, Gosling, Goose, Crow, Crow. <laughs> Do you see Gosling that? Goose. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking. I, I, I didn't. I just. I wasn't connecting Goose to Gosling. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm making these connections right off the bat already. Um, I. I feel like. I know. I have a very keen observation, and at the end, one of the final lines was um, when they were like cheering with their glasses. They were like, to the birds. That was just, you know. Isn't nice. like, a, the birds, isn't that also like a, another word for like young girl? Really? I, oh, I, I think, guess I think it's birds like in the young bean. promiscuous girl. Oh, I see. I don't know. I don't know if they meant it that way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, in Urban Dictionary, British slang meaning girl. Oh. British slang. I don't know this. I don't know if um, Holland March knows British slang. Um, but it would make sense to the girls. Yes, I guess. I, I kind of see that. 
Pollution you is know, killing the girls. Pollution is literally killing the birds, though. I, I don't know. Agree to disagree. Um, I guess people have different perspectives. But yes, um, I guess another point. Also, everything about this is kind of like more off the top of my head. So it's a little bit messy. So we apologize for that. But mm. the chemistry of the people in the movie just really works for me. Because sometimes you watch films with like characters that just don't really click. Especially in comedy films, like, if they, if they don't, like, you know... Or can you think of one that doesn't together? click? Uh, let me think. Would you say that ones in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World didn't click? Oh, I, I would oh. argue that that's the character, that's how the characters are written. Yeah, I, personally, Scott, Scott Pilgrim did not really click for me, but I can see why they casted each other, and I think it was also meant to be, like, a little bit awkward, you know? Because yeah. they got a lot of weird, awkward people. But you know they're just they're they're charismatic in the sense you know like even Holland with his daughter like that worked yeah, so well. Yeah, that was like, really good. I know, and she was she was like perfect for the role. Like it, yeah. she, her delivery, everything, fantastic, beautiful, and girl boss. Um, yes, queen, and Russell Crowe. He was also perfect. I think. Yeah, that's all I have to say. He reminds about that. me of a parakeet. Parakeet? Why? I don't know. I don't really see him as a bird, to be honest. I see him more of as like um, a rhino, to be oh, honest. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know. I feel like I make good connection, good animal human. You were the one who said his last name was Crow. Okay, so but that's birds thing. That's just his name, you know. Okay, he well, looks a bit like a puffin, a puffer bird, puffin. Mm, I can see that actually. But yeah, let's talk about Ryan Gosling for a sec. Ryan Gosling, you know what? Let's talk about first Ryan Gosling for a whole hour. Yes, exactly. Pretty much. I have so many things to say about that man. Um, I picked this movie on purpose. Ryan Gosling, he he will always be my everything. Um, you know, some people have Timothy Chalamet. Um, mm, I, not anymore. I, yeah, to be honest, I think we're getting over him. But mm-hmm. for me, my forever, Ryan Gosling. He is up there on my pyramid of men to be honest um i think he is immaculate i think he does everything beautifully i think he has a fantastic personality i think he has a great charisma i think he has great hair i think he has a great body and i think he's a great wife too uh, great uh, you know what you know what we we don't even think about that here in this house we like positivity we look to the future we hope we dream you know you dreamed a dream of time gone by. It's 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 gonna happen. You know, haters are gonna hate. People have been hating on me for how many years now? Five five years about. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Cause I, I just keep striving, you know, all the famous people, their life stories are about themselves being hated on since the beginning, given tough conditions, um, not being not being rooted for. They're the underdogs, but today right now i am the underdog because you right here you're going against me 
you're you're the hater in this situation. Do you really want to be the hater, or do you want to be oh, supportive? All I said is he has a wife. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to learn to defend myself. You know, it's gonna happen. I know it. It's mm-hmm. in the prophecy. Sorry, sorry. Right. Sorry. Yes. Anyway, what's your favorite Ryan Gosling film? favorite Ryan Gosling. I actually have Ryan Gosling ranked on Letterboxd. I have a whole Do list. You? Yes. Oh. You know what? I've watched most of his movies, but I haven't watched some of them. So, you know, the definitive have will have to wait. Drive, I have, but it has been a while. So I only remember like bits and parts, but it was, it was, Drive is fantastic. Um, mm. um, but I think my favorite will always be La La Land. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think Justice, like, I think his acting in it isn't as, like, I don't think it was, like, the deepest sort of, like, like, emotional, like, it was emotional, but it wasn't that deep, you know, that's all, like, jazz, jazz isn't that deep, and, like, I think it was just the whole, like, vibe that it gave me, the whole sort of, um, actually, La La Land is immaculate, like, it really is, Mm -hmm. yeah, literally, I watched it in theaters, and like I did too, no. and I felt so rejuvenated yeah. after I came out. I know, and people, people now are like, "La La Land's basic," you know. Everyone's watched La La Land, you know. What about the lesser known? But La La Land is La La Land is fantastic. I, I will always stand by it. La La Land. I I like. I think it's one of my best theater experiences, literally ever. Um, except for the part where I sat next to this, like, old man, and he, like, asked me a lot of questions, like, oh. about, about the movie while we were watching. That's rough. Not, that's not really in, rough. like, a creepy way. Like, I think he was just curious, you know? Yeah, but that's but, yeah. Don't that. Don't I was, like, about, like, 13, I think. Um, I forget. Yeah, 13, and it was, like, the best, honestly, the best, one of the best moments of my life, and it, just listening to all the songs, like, the songs were beautiful. If, you know what, I will say, if the movie did not have the songs, then it just would not have been. That's true. I, I remember yeah. sitting in the theater, and then John Legend's We Can Start a Fire started playing, I was like, whoa. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, La Land is just magical, you know, my top, my top Ryan Gosling movie but I'm not sure about performance, you know? Movie and performance are different things. Mm. All right, so you didn't like The Big Short. Okay, you know what? I watched, like, half of The Big Short, okay? I didn't, I just could not finish that shit. It was, The Big Short is one of the most pretentious movies I've ever tried to watch in my life. Like, it's like, it's like Tenet, but, like, for finance people. I actually quite enjoyed it. You liked, you liked the big short, sir. Yeah. I did. Okay, I Goldman. Them. Okay, Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Okay, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolf of Wall, yeah. Wall Street at least was like understandable for me. Like I could so follow it. It was interesting. Long, yeah, it was very long. Martin Scorsese films are way too long. Like, I, I watched The Irishman over, like, three days. Oh, did and you? And I was just, like, not into it. It was not, it was just not, not the that Robert interesting. Not the Robert De Niro one. Yeah. It, it was not that interesting, I'm telling you. Like, don't, don't watch The Irishman. I, th- I thought it was, like, fine. Like, it was, it was enough to get me through it. But, you know, will I watch it again? No. 
I'm not so. I'm not invested in these men's lives. But yes. Okay, wait, why um, didn't you like Blade Runner? Why did you put crazy stupid love over oh my Blade gosh. Runner? Okay, let me tell you about Blade Runner. My first my first um experience with Blade Runner was in the theater and yeah, oh, I watched it. it okay, I watched it with um Wheelie. Um and we watched two movies in a row. Um, we watched Blade Runner first, and then we watched The Kingsman, the second Kingsman movie. Oh, in a okay, row in the okay, theater. Okay. okay. So it was like a long, it was a long trip why to the theater. Do, why on earth did you do that? Um, I don't know. And, oh, here's some more context. Like, it was, I just flew back from the U.S., so I was, like, jet lagged. I was, like, so I fell asleep throughout Blade Runner. I was like trying my best to stay awake, but then because Blade Runner, Blade Runner isn't like the most like action not very fast. Yeah. Yes, it's not very fast. I was like, I was dozing off, you know, I only got like about half of that registered. But I think just from that experience, I don't think it was, you know, it was, it was fine. You know, it was, uh-huh. it was good. But I was, feel like if was you I really- Kingsman, it would be a lot less interesting because Kingsman is it's a fun watch actually it's a very fun you know what Kingsman is a fun watch but I also fell asleep during that Kingsman I was like fighting to stay awake all I remember was them in that diner um and that evil guy that evil cowboy guy (laughs) trying to get them yeah that's all I remember and we watched the the um West Virginia scene no I didn't West Virginia I know, I know what the song is, but I have not watched. You fell asleep. Ugh. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It was like it was like cute and all, but you know, it was also a lot for my little jet lagged brain for the moment. Okay. I I might rewatch, but it's also it's mad long. It's mad long. We'll see. It's an it's an investment in time. I watched yes. on a plane, so I was pretty invested. Mm. Uh, what did you What did you think of it? I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, I watched Blade Runner one and two on the same flight. Uh-huh. So it was quite interesting for me because obviously people would have waited like 20 years to watch the sequel or something. Uh-huh. I just watched it right away on the same night. Uh-huh. So, I mean, of course I can't understand the Blade Runner's fans like excitement for the second one, but uh-huh. it was really, um, well, the first one definitely I think is better in some ways because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's the original but the second one, the cinematography is genuinely amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the hologram of Anna de Armas with mm-hmm. the blue hair is yeah, really and- beautiful. And all the designs and the architecture is like so gorgeous. Yes, I agree. I think I think that's the movie's main selling point. I think story wise, mm. also like because I didn't like register this all this as much as like a normal person. Mm. Uh, I guess you can't really take my word for it, but like when I was watching <laughs> a normal it, it w- person, <laughs> I'm different. You know, I experience things differently. I'm a weirdo. You ever seen me about this hat? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the actual words. I'm a weirdo. I'm weird. 
and he, I don't fit he like in. screams, I don't fit in. I don't ever want to fit in. <laughs> Riverdale. Riverdale is a whole other situation. Okay, yeah. Back to Blade Runner. You know? Yeah. Story-wise, it wasn't that interesting to me at that age, you know? It wasn't... Also, I wasn't, like, not into, like, movies at all. Like, Did I was just... watch the first one? Nope. Oh, then, then of course it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. It was like, it was just like, um, yeah, I only watched it because of Ryan Gosling, honestly. But I didn't, didn't watch the first one. <laughs> honestly, kind of re- regretted that whole like movie going experience because you know, it sounds what really a, horrible actually. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like confusing, it was kind of like scary because I would wake up maybe, um, every like, <laughs> you wake up, new thing on the screen, yeah, it would be this whole situation. I'd wake up and boom, Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling yeah. are up there. And boom, Jared, Jared Leto. Boom. Is he in that? Why, why yes. did I forget that? Oh, he's like the long hair dude, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was just like confusing. So I guess I'll watch it again. You know what? We'll see. We'll reevaluate. But for now, Blade Runner is under You've got to watch the first one if you don't. What, if you can I will. I will. I will watch the first one. I will yeah. make sure to do so. But Crazy Stupid Love great i watched that ages ago oh my god i had a stage where i only watched rom-coms i only watched (laughs) i was like when i was like 12 maybe no 12 to 13 i was like i want to watch every single rom-com there is and i watched like all these stupid like who's that oh my god do you know olivia wilde just jason sudeikis do you know jason sudeikis yes like like a he's like a a b list actor right i watched Uh so many like a b Oh my gosh. Films. Like, you know, like, there's, like, so stupid ones. Like, not even, like, good. I just watched it because, like, I was like, oh, you know, rom-com. Yeah, you know, I kind of had a phase. Okay, Crazy Stupid Love is A-list, though. I'm sorry. Crazy Stupid Love is fully A-list. It's one of the the more entertaining comedies, rom-coms, I'll say. It's probably one of my favorites. Um, a Ryan Gosling, um, you know, and B, it's just like I don't know, I don't know. It's just like a good experience for me, and I also made my whole Hangzhou dorm watch it. I had what? this like I <laughs> we would we would have boogie nights, right? And I would like I would be like oh, Hitler. I would like I would like um force everyone to watch movies that I liked. So we watched like three movies that um, I wanted to watch. Mm. Um, we watched Crazy Stupid Love, Sing Street, and I forget the other one, but we definitely watched something else. Is it on your fun times list? Um, I I think so. Is it? I forget. Ladybird, that was my Francis first. Ha, Captain Fantastic, Jojo Rabbit, Moonrise Kingdom, Juno, Pride, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Nice Guys, Little Miss Sunshine, Ten Things I Hate About You. Are they? My yes, those are my those are my little happy, happy sort of slightly mindless. What? But still. I want to know what you thought of Jojo Rabbit because I watched it and I quite enjoyed it. Jojo but, Rabbit. Um, Jojo Rabbit. Like I liked. I don't. I don't really understand why. I can. I guess I can see why people dislike it. I think it would. Um, it, it was kind of like shallow in the sense that it was 
I guess compared to other Hitler movies, it is like I don't know what to it say. It's a satire. It's a satire. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it though. I don't think it was like my favorite movie ever, but I think it was um I thought it was good and I like the it's end. It's very lighthearted. Yeah, and I like lighthearted movie movies. I don't always want to be like bombarded by these like crazy sort of like um or super intense plots where i really have to think a lot and in Mm. jojo rabbit i didn't have to think a lot but still got a lot out of it so Uh, i think that's what i enjoyed out of it the scene of the plaza with the shoes oh oh and i I thought it was really smart how they were um at the beginning of the film when they were walking along the waterfront they really Uh emphasized her shoes when Uh she was walking higher than the boy uh-huh. And I was like, why is, hmm, I wonder why they're doing that. And then at the end, they're like... Yeah, the shock factor was just insane. Yeah. But also, I don't think it hit me as much because it was, like, more of a lighthearted film. And mm-hmm. also, I will say, the little boys in Jojo Rabbit, they really worked well together. Um, I know, it was so cute. I know. It, was his name Archie, I think? I think his name was Archie. Um, which one? Uh, the, the... the the boy with the glasses. Um, Crystal? No. Yorkie. 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 Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. But Yorkie was so cute. Archie. Oh, well, close then. Um, basically got it. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Our, Yorkie was hilarious. He was so funny. My favorite. Um, so cute. But yes, Jojo Rabbit, I think it's I think it's a very well-made film. I don't know why people yeah. um, dislike it that much, you know? I don't think it's doing anything... I don't think it's doing anything bad. I think some people just want more out of it than it gave, so that's why so, they're just not having it. Mm. <sighs> so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. And any last thoughts about The Nice Guys before we wrap the movie up um i'm trying to think because to be fair we watched a while ago Mm. i will say oh i think i think i think um things just kind of spirals out of control like like in an immense scale that it's kind of overwhelming in between to like oh one thing things. i can't remember is the stupid friend of the girl oh my gosh janet i got so angry at her <laughs> janet and oh my gosh that whole when matt bomer came in as um yeah he's what's his so, name he's so good at acting so creepy i know right that was insane that was like um that honestly shook me a little bit, um, unsettled me. Um, He's like, hello. I know. <laughs> and and um and Gowrie's just like, I think uh, she's she's fantastic. Yeah, she's so funny. Um, but yes, I guess overall, like as a recap, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier on, but this movie starts off so amazing so like perfect but then like the and it's still good till the end but I think it just has like it it just feels long like it's not super long it's like just under an hour 
but I think things get dragged an out hour, a little bit much. Two hours, not an yeah, hour. it's a little bit under two hours. A little bit under two hours. <laughs> and an hour. <laughs> okay, laugh Sorry. at me. Sorry, come come for me. Um, but yes, I think I think it I think it could have. I think it was a little bit overwhelming. I will say, but I still love it nonetheless. And I think mm-hmm. you all should go watch it. I don't know how to, it's one of those movies that it's is kind of hard to speak on because a lot of it is like the, like the best parts of it are these comedic moments that they have in between. And it's, you know, as a podcaster, you don't want to spoil the, it like, for your the, listeners. The, the good bits are also the like, Eureka moments, which we mm, also can't spoil. Yeah. So you guys are just gonna have to see it for yourselves. Um, we got we got in a like a lot of tangents right there, but yes. Um, out of five, I am rating it five. It used to be a think- four out of five, but after watching it multiple times, I you know what? At this point, it, you know ratings are subjective. It's a five for me. I think mine was either a 4.5 or a 4. I think, let me check. <gasps> it better be a 4.5. It was a 4.5. Ah. Yeah. You see? Good. It's a good movie. It's mad underrated. I'm so sad that it didn't do well in the box office. But you know what? I will advocate for it until um, the day I die. I hope everyone <laughs> I know sees this movie. Like, if I... if. If I could recommend one movie to any person, it would be um, The Nice Guys. Yeah, and it's a good movie to recommend because it's like, mm-hmm. you don't really like... Well, when you first told me we were watching The Nice Guys, I was like, I've never, I haven't really heard of it. And I was like, is it going to uh-huh. be like a, a, like a, like a boring-ish rom-com? But it's a good movie. Like, I you know. don't, you don't sound like really like, um annoying you should watch the nice guys like you should uh-huh. like it's a thing i know you should watch um what's one that is annoying you should watch like uh the godfather you know like <laughs> I, mean, I haven't watched it i haven't watched the godfather either see i have these movies that i try to like avoid i i avoided like moonlight for the longest time i don't know why why i don't know Did i you wouldn't watch say it? avoid but i've always yeah i watched it i just watched it recently it was fantastic Mm-hmm. But yes, I I know I know exactly what you mean by that. And have you Godfather? Have I avoided anything else? Um, lots of things actually. Um, I avoided um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind oh. for the longest time as well. Because a because it just kind of had a really long title, and also <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It just seemed kind of intense. And, like, I feel like intense movies in general, like, once I get into it, I get into it. But before I'm watching, I'm like, do I really want to invest, like, two hours into, like, being in this intense, like, anxiety-filled mode, you know? Mm. So it's, like, a matter of, like, what you're feeling at the moment. And most of the time, I feel like I want to do something lighthearted. But, you know, sometimes you just got to force yourself to, like... watch it? I did watch it. I liked it. I think I liked it more in the moment than I did than I do now after. You know, that's what I'll say. I think it's super entertaining while you're like in it and like watching everything unfold. But after it in mm-hmm. re- retrospect, I don't think it did a lot for me. I think it was just like, you know, like, oh, like 
To be fair, same with me. I don't think it heavily impacted me, even though I watched, we watched it in film class. Uh-huh. Like, we all watched it, and I, it wasn't like the, it didn't like hit me very hard. It was just like a film. I agree. Hmm. I agree. I, I think it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just one of those films that are like mildly overhyped. Yes. They're, like, great when you're watching it in the moment, but after, when you really think about it, it's just, like, it's just a little bit slightly forgettable, and you're just not really, you know, super affected I'm glad you feel the same way, because I thought people, everybody loved that movie. I was like, Really? Really? I think it's just, like, romanticized a little bit, because everyone's like, oh, like, this... This manic one. pixie dream girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what that means, but. Yeah, I don't really know what it means either. I just know but, the name. Yeah, and that one song in, in between. Um, dun, 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 that piano song. You know what I mean? It's like this I, whole lo fi mix. And this is, it's this whole like, oh, like coming of age. Oh, you know what maybe situation. it did it for me is Jim Carrey. I don't really, I don't, I'm not really a fan of him. And to I, see him I, in I, that, only... like, because I, I, mm-hmm. I know him as a comedian. To see him yeah. there, I was like, um, I don't, I've only watched like him in this like ever I'd, i've never seen him in anything else so i don't plan on no offense <laughs> diehard jim carriers yeah you know who i don't really like mark ruffalo like i feel like he doesn't really harm anyone but he's not really a great actor either so like what's he doing that's my question mark ruffalo is just like yeah, he's just there some hollywood stars are just like why are they stars you know they they're always yeah. playing mediocre roles like i could do better i i should be famous right now i literally should mm-hmm. but yes mark ruffalo um not not show-stopping at all whatsoever but yeah, yes his most powerful performance is when he's green Not really funny, but thanks for laughing. Um, I'm fueling your ego. Yes. (laughs) But yes, moving on to our wonderful Q&A section that I actually thought of questions for earlier on I keep forgetting. Okay, wait, I'll think of one. But go, you go first. You can think of it while I'm saying all this stuff. Okay, what are some, like, recurring nightmares that you have? Oh, my God. Stephanie? That is so good that you asked that because I have, well, I have had for my first, like, 10 years of my life, uh-huh. maybe four, like, like 13, I had the same recurring nightmare. But mm. it would be, like, once every, like, two months. And it was the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me because it always just made me, like, break down. Oh, wow. One of them, there were, like, three of them. One of them is I would pick up this huge rock and it would be uh-huh. as light as a feather. <laughs> and that fucking made me go ballistic. And then there's another one. I would pick up this tiny little thing and it was so heavy. I put a needle and it was really, really, really heavy. Like, whatever. <laughs> tons and tons. And then the next one is I would be walking in a library. But the... And it's like, it's like a void. The library is all crayons. 
and there are people walking around that I know. And then you like sort of like reach the end of the library that you can go out and at the end of the void there's like a huge mountain and whoever I envy is at the top and most of the time it was my sister at the top. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's actually yeah. insane. Why why are you okay, like how? How though? I don't know. How does and your brain come up with these so many scenarios? times the the Rock light is a feather is the one that I had most recently. I would say I had it in the last <laughs> eight months. Maybe. What do you think it means? I don't know. Maybe it's something about my perception of the world. It's kind of deep. What's your third one? What's your third recurring one? I said the the mountain with my sister in the crayon. Oh, oh! I thought that was your second one. The second one was I'll pick up a needle and it is as heavy as like oh. And the first one was the rock. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That was that was that was very interesting. You know, right now I'll tell you about mine. Actually, I think mine mine are, are just a little abstract? bit more. They're a little bit more realistic, I would say. I think. Um, well, I have two to share with you right now. Yeah. My first one is definitely more really realistic. I think um, I have this one where I'm always trying to, there are these steep hills that I'm trying to get up on. And there are all these people around me, like people I know in real life, they're climbing up the hills too, and they're doing it fine. But me, I'm trying to climb up the hill and I just can't. And my palms are sweating because it's really scary because it's really steep, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like not making it up the hill. Wait, rock climbing? Rock climbing? No, 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 no. Hill climbing. It's just like (laughs) a hill. It's just like a path. I had one dream, like, that for, like, a year that we were doing rock climbing and I couldn't get up. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a kind of similar, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it's kind of sad, honestly, because if you think about, like, <laughs> what it means, there, it's like... Not good uh, enough. Yeah, other people are getting to places that you're trying to get to, but you can't. So, yeah, that's the first dream that I have that kind of, like, has a meaning. The second one just doesn't make any sense to me. It's just complete fantasy. Um, It's kind of, like, Harry Potter-based, but I never really saw a face in this um, dream. You know, basically, it's, like, a Voldemort figure and his army. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, like, I'm up in my apartment, and I look down. Not my real apartment right now, but just like a imaginative apartment that I'm randomly at. And I look down the window and there's this whole army that that are trying to find me and trying to kill me. So that's like, uh, it's scary. And I'm trying to run away and everything. And like, that's how it starts most of the time. I forget how it sort of plays out. But I'm just hiding in a lot of places. It's quite dark, you know. I'm scrambling, running, you know, jumping. (laughs) But yes, um, (laughs) that's that's another one of mine that doesn't really make any sense. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It's sometimes dreams. Dreams are not good. Sometimes you just gotta suffer for a little while. Okay, yawn while I'm telling you about my wonderful dream right here. You're making me want to go back to sleep. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's about it, about my my dreams. Um, Oh, I have another question. Yes. 
I've if you haven't thought of yours yet, by the way. But okay, yes. that's fine. It'll be a quick question. What is your dream podcast guest? My dog. No, I'm kidding. Dog. Um, would love that. My dream podcast guest. You know what? I actually don't really know because it would be someone who is like smart but not intimidating. You know what? I'll change the question right now to make it easier for a short span of time and we can get back to that one. Dream fictional character to be in a relationship with. (laughs) Uh, Okay, wait. Because I don't know because every time I have a fictional character crush, it goes away. Like after I finish the thing, after I finish what I've read or watched, I like just like forget. Uh But like the... I when I was watching Harry Potter, I didn't really think about it. Like I didn't think about Cedric Diggory a lot, but now now he's a little all over my timeline and everything I see. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Facts. Like, you know what? I agree. When I was watching Harry Potter, I I don't think I was ever really that attracted to Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he was just like a normal, like good looking guy, and I didn't really see anything beyond that. But you know. Right now, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow. Like, he really... He was in Tenet, too. He was, was good-looking in Tenet. I, he's just been popping up everywhere. Did I tell you, I watched life. Twilight for him. You watched Twilight for him? Really? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. There's this line in Tenet that's, that goes, like, we live in a Twilight world. Oh, that everyone I saw says. that. I saw that. <laughs> he must have been like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't realize that he sang, he sings and he sang a song in Twilight. And I listened to it. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) He sang in Twilight. You should listen to it. It doesn't sound like Oh my god. I need to search that up. I need to see this king in um, his most important role of his life. But yes. Jacob Elodie and Kissing Booth. Oh my gosh. Jacob Elodie. Oh, him and him and Kaya Burger. Kaya Burger. Kaya Gerber. Right now, you know what? I'm not. I'm not living for it. I'm over him right now. I'm over it. I'm in my Harry Potter phase again. I'm goodbye. Good night. See you next season of Euphoria when it comes out. But for now, Draco Malfoy. Yes. Uh, well, yes. Um, I think we should wrap it up here since you have to go soon. Um, yes, sure. But I want to take a picture with you, me, and Michael Sarah oh real quick. Yes. Come closer. We, we, should, we should, like, I'm going to hold him here. Hanging out. Okay, I've got it. Okay. Well, I'll just post it. This has been the beautiful Two Girls, One Film podcast. Um, Today, I hope you enjoyed um, listening to everything we had to say about the nice guys and a lot more. Um, Last words? (laughs) Bye. Last words. Bye. Bye. This has been the Two Girls, One Film podcast.
Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.